Hello, beautiful trash dwellers. I'm Kirsty, and you are listening to another episode of Reality TV and Me. Sorry, that's just me banging around. Um, so I am covering Love is Blind. I've been trying to catch up with you guys because I know a lot of you have already finished it. I just watched episode eight and I was going to cruise on into episode nine and do kind of a double recap like I've been doing. Um, and then I watched the first two seconds of episode nine, which they call the finale. And then the next one's the wedding. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. And I was like, holy fucking fuck shit. So I'm going to do them in the same episode, but in two separate halves. So I'll start with episode eight and then go into episode nine. And so if you are are not caught up yet, you can just pause it and, and listen to the second half when you get there. Because let me tell you this, shit get cray. For those of you who've been following um, my ailments (laughs) and my common woes, I'm doing a lot better. I had an iron infusion um, on Tuesday and it threw me through a fucking loop. It's meant to make me feel better and it will, but, uh, it, it kind of like makes your bone marrow, tells your bone marrow to make more red blood cells. So basically it felt like growing pains in a woman in her thirties. Um, so ouch, but yeah, yesterday was a write-off today. I'm doing good. Got my nails did, bought myself a new shirt because um, I deserve it, you guys. And now I'm catching up on Love is Blind. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get into the keppels. Um, so I was listening to Bitch Sesh, um, which some of you, which is a Real Housewives breakdown podcast, which some of you may already listen to if you're fans. And... Maybe you you guys already know this, but they were talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta and brought up Carlton, who uh, was engaged for a hot minute to Diamond um, on on this show on Love Is Blind. Sorry, just moved away from the mic for a second because there is a kitten nibbling at my knee, um, and yeah, I've had to keep her segregated from the boys, my two other foster cats, because. They are so intrigued by her. They are the sweetest boys in the whole world. They are twice her size, but they're so sweet. They desperately want to meet her. But every time I like try and get them to introduce each other, she just hisses at them and tells them to fuck off. So I just keep, <laughs> I've been keeping her alone in a, in quarantine for, for the last day. But, um, I felt like she was probably, in need of a little bit of a explore around the house and a stretch her leg. So now I've quarantined the boys in another room because look, why can't we all just get along? I don't know. I told my friend that story and she was just like, you do realize that you are that cat. I've literally heard you hiss at boys <laughs> at bars. <laughs> and look, it's true. It's so rude. It's my worst quality, but, um, they just get tiresome. The audacity, you know, the audacity. Anyway, it gets rid of them quick smart. So look, I highly recommend next time someone's breaking your balls at the bar, just give them a good old hiss. 
Oh my God, I'm the worst. Yeah, so Carlton, right, that's where I was. Carlton was Kenya from Real Housewives of Atlanta's old assistant. And apparently like used to dance with her and stuff because I think he might be, I was going to say, I think he's a backup dancer. I may have just completely made that up. I don't know where I got that, but you know, you guys do the research and, and I'll report it because, so I keep bumping my mixer. I'm in a different setup today. Um, cause I had to change areas cause my Wi-Fi is not connected with the move. Actually, I think it is connected now. It's just that I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> I started um, sending abusive messages to the company being like, ugh, I can't believe I have to wait so long. Like, oh, well, did you do this? I'm like, no, but fuck. (laughs) But, you know, what am I? I'm not a fucking tech wizard. Send somebody over to plug it in for me. What am I supposed to do with plug A into B and B into C and it's Carlton's love life all over again. Hey, yo. Sorry. Um, that's inappropriate. Anyway, so Carlton was Kenya's old assistant. Weird. So that kind of tells me maybe he was on it for the wrong reasons and more about getting exposure and whatnot. So I'm glad things didn't work out with Diamond then because he would kind of just be taking the piss. Um, the other additional info is that apparently this was shot in the whole season was shot in 2018. So any of the couples that we know from social media or anything like that, that are still together, they've made it last all that time. So good on them. I've tried to avoid spoilers. Um, there are some that I've heard and not, not confirmed cause I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to be ruined for it for me. Um, and there's going to be a reunion coming up on Netflix, the YouTube channel for Netflix. Um, I, I haven't, I don't think I'm signed up to that or anything, but if I can get my hands on it, I'm going to watch and report on that as well after the weddings episode. Cause I think that will kind of get to the crux of whether or not this experiment worked, which looks so far it's going off without a hitch. Am I right? Hmm. <laughs> Um, as per usual, if you're not already following along with my socials, please get on board. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I've recently joined Twitter and I have no idea what I'm doing. So please chat to me on, on the platforms and tell this elder how to use the technologies. Um, because it's tough out there, you guys. It's tough. You can get access to any of those socials by just... Looking at the show notes in this at the end of this pod, um, and do subscribe because look, I'm just a lone, a lowly, a lowly and lonely old traveler in the podcast world trying to make my way, and it really does help us get boosted up the charts a little bit, so that other people that are trash dwellers, just like you and me, may also listen to the dulcet tones of absolute rubbish that comes out of my mouth. So. Please help a girl out. Let's get into the world's most boring task, wedding dress shopping. I fucking hate this shit. I think, I don't know. Is it, maybe it's just the way that TV shows women that makes it look like every woman in the world has been thinking about her wedding dress from the time she came out of that womb and 
like I just I just makes me so this just made me so sad for the state of the world <laughs> I was getting so angry because like the the men are standing there saying oh yeah oh, I've never thought about this in my life oh, I just started thinking about it two weeks ago when I, I guess I put a ring on it and the girls are like, oh my God, I'm so excited. I've been thinking about this day since I could think. And I know exactly what dress I want. And I was just like, really? That is not a problem for either of those parties, except for the fact that we clearly raise boys and girls so differently that and then expect them to come together and mush their lives together flawlessly when they've been raised in completely opposite strains like what the fuck what do we expect to happen of course everyone's getting divorced of course we're all unhappy (laughs) i've been single like four years and it's the happiest i've ever been so highly recommend um, look, I'm not saying that people, every relationship is a miserable one, but a lot of them are. Uh, I don't know. I just don't. I just think that women are better. I just than TV women. <laughs> I don't know any woman who has thought about their wedding dress or their wedding um, in the real world this much. I really don't. I could yeah. And we're kind of made to feel like we're wrong if we haven't been cutting out pictures of princess dresses since we were five, which is a really strange thing as well. And then, you know, I can get into the patriarchy and capitalism and more bullshit like that. But um, let's not because we're watching Love is Blind and it breaks down <laughs> all of my moral compass uh to get through it and I fucking love it so yeah that's just my two cents on that like no there's no problem with being excited about your wedding and thinking about that the problem to me is that we really push that in girls and oh my god I can't you be a princess and we completely ignore and squash that the idea of family and love and romance in boys. So we're as women and girls, we're constantly disappointed by the male species. Um, or is that just me? I mean, I, I hope you feel me (laughs) cause look, otherwise I'm just a bitter old hag all on my own and I am a bitter hag, but I do not want to be alone in this. (laughs) You know, my ideal would be the kind of Grace and Frankie situation, just grow old with my best friend. Um, preferably our husbands don't, you know, run off and make love with each other, with, (laughs) on each other, to each other. But I mean, in a perfect world, we would never marry. And then we could just hang out by the beach together and drink martinis until we die. I'm going to start with Mark and Jess this time. Yikes. This was rough watching her try on all those dresses and just realizing that um, the dress of her dreams, the ring of her dreams, the wedding of her dreams could not make up for the man that she loathed 
Um, yeah, she almost has an anxiety attack in her dress and she has the whole Carrie Bradshaw. She's like, get it off, I can't breathe. And that was fun to watch, but she should not be marrying this man. Mark is skeeving us all out, talking about um, how they pushed and pushed and pushed and in turn um, his penis pushed its way into her vagina and their emotional and physical connection became one, which is repulsive and I have lost (laughs) any uh, enjoyment in hearing him speak because, yeah, um, I just... The pushing of it all was just a lot for me. It was, that was a lot to take in. This conversation between Jess and Barnett. Ooh, a boy. Side note, I wonder how drunk Jess had to be in order to allow Mark to heave himself into her. Yeah, just a thought. Very is what I'm going with. Very. This conversation between Barnett and Jess. Oh, dear. So he's, you know, just calling him as he sees him, um, saying, you know, well, the other day when we were talking, it seemed like maybe you had some regrets about us. (laughs) Her reaction. What? Oh, my God. No. You're crazy. That's crazy. Where did you get that idea, you crazy, crazy boy, you? Girl, stop. I wish she would just stop sitting down with him. I get that she's sort of like put herself out in this experiment. And if she can try and, I don't know, get something out of it. Like if he he did, which is what she wants, turn around and say, oh my God, I made such a big mistake. I don't know why he's got Jess's voice now. I don't know what, I just made such a big mistake. Now I sound like James Kennedy from Vanderpump Rules. Um... Yeah, he's never going to do that, babes. And you're making it orcs. Oh, last episode I reported that she's not on social media. She is. Someone sent me the link to her Instagram. I'll have to find it uh, a bit later. So, yeah, that was orky momos um, to the max. Look, then we zoom over to Mark. Oh, my God, poor little Mark. Tries so hard and fails so spectacularly. Can't speak today, guys. Anyway, um, we'll just go with it. Why, oh why, do men think that women want red rose petals scattered all over their floor and all over their beds? And it just is so fucking cliche. See, the bitter old hag in me coming out. Like, if someone did that, I'd probably be like, oh my God, make a baby in me. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, but yeah, no, whenever I see it on TV, it's like all, it's the go-to of every fucking guy on The Bachelor, every guy on, what was I, I know I was talking about something recently. Yeah, it was on Married at First Sight. One of the guys, uh, the DC version, one of the guys did it and he was able to get laid off of the back of it. And so the next day, the, another guy did it thinking he was going to get lucky. I mean... You fucking basic bitches, the guys that is, and the girls that fall for it. Come on, you are better than that. All of you, humanity is better than that. So upset. Anyway, it works because, you know, basic bitch A and B over her. Um, 
Yeah, they. This is so awkward when they're talking in separate rooms, and she is loving it. She couldn't be happier. She starts opening up about how her dad left her and her mum as a kid, or when she was still fetal, and um, <laughs> and look, yeah, that kind of makes sense in terms of her being um, having really strong abandonment issues. It makes me understand her more. Makes me understand why she's pushing away somebody nice. It makes me understand when she makes stupid statements about um, it being weird having a man that's really great at communication and touch with his feelings and emotions and opening up to her. And I would just offer this. Go to therapy or you'll be miserable for the rest of your life and forever sabotage all your relationships. So that's what I would offer Jessica. Jessica Messica. Let's move on to Barnett and Amber after that orky combo between Jess and Barnett where he's just like, well, I'm really happy. And he wants her to be happy just to leave him alone. That's where we're at. It's rough. It was so funny when they sat down at that cafe and he's just like talking about, you know, his day. She's like, oh, he goes to work every day. He's like, you look really well. Cause she's probably been having a facial and getting her hair did all day and fake tanning and no shade. That's essentially how I spent my morning. Um, it is a Saturday though. So little different. And <laughs> yes. what is her job? I, is she still doing this military um, army tech stuff or because I, I know she said she can work whenever she wants which seems to be never but I just assumed that that job was in the past but maybe I'm wrong if anyone knows let me know I'm gonna say she's a social media influencer um because that seems to be what most of not just the ladies but the cast have gravitated to and look I would 100% do that if I wasn't so ashamed of taking my clothes off. <laughs> I was putting on my fake tan today. I'm like, oh, is the cellulite covered up just enough to be able to take a good shot? The answer was no. So look, the, the clothes stay on for now. That's just where we're at. I'm not going to be JLo at 50, ripping up the stage and looking like a full snack. No, it's just, it's not going to happen for me. I have to accept my lot in life. But yes, if anyone knows what she's doing, please DM me on Instagram at reality TV and me. I mean, she's complaining. So Barnett's like, I don't know. I don't know what she does all day. And he is looking nervous because she's essentially saying like, she doesn't want to work. She wants to be a stay-at-home mom to their zero children. Um, she doesn't want her mom to have to pay for the wedding, which fair enough if that you have two incomes that you can put toward your wedding. And also, isn't the pr- isn't production paying for the wedding? I mean, is this just all a facade? Who knows? But... Barnett almost like chokes on his coffee because that means he will have to pay for the entire wedding. Um, so yeah, rough stuff. Rough stuff. 
Damien and Giannina Milede Gibelli or Gibelli. Wow, 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 wow. I am falling quickly out of love with my girl GG. I know a lot of you were onto it quicker than I was. Look, I was naive and I wanted to believe in love. But um, she's a hot mess. She, to me, she looks like she got some abandonment issues as well. Because she's pushing. I don't know what happened with an ex in her past or with her father. But some male figure fucked her up and... Again, I would offer just a smidge of therapy. Smidge or two a week for the next 10, 20 years. You'll be fine, love. So, yeah, right now, look, it's uh, it's not great. And then she's mad at him when he's in the gym, you know, switching his phone on silent for two seconds. And she, what, what, is, what does this mean? Being on my phone and being on social media are two different things. What do you mean? Is she trying to say, because first of all, they're not, (laughs) but is she trying to say, this is the only way it could make sense to me because she has got a pretty massive following on the socials right now. Is she trying to tell us that, um, that is her job? Like her being on her phone for social media reasons is work because otherwise I can't get my head around it. And she says she likes to call him rather than text. Ew. No. What 25-year-old likes to call? I'm 31. And if anyone calls me, I am screening that number. No one's answering a phone these days. You mad? No. She is. And he says, you know, sometimes it's nine hours between him texting her and her replying or calling. Girl, we all live on our phones 24-7. There is no excuse to not be calling or texting back, preferably, your fiancé. This is not just some random guy you're trying to get rid of. Girl, bye. So I'm falling a little bit out of love with her quite quickly. And I'm seeing... And I don't like that she just, you know, she's hot and cold, but it's because she's Venezuelan. We're trying to pass it off as passionate. No, you're just being rude. Get your manners in check, bitch. But at that dinner table, when he tells her how it is, that if you keep treating me the way you treat me, girl, because that's how he speaks, you are going to lose me. And this, like, she basically just came in her pants. She was, she has been waiting for this. Sorry, that's (laughs) disgusting. Um, Yeah, she's like full on just writhing in that chair all she her eyes light up which have been dead for the last three episodes her loins are alight she's a quiver and that's what she wanted she wanted clarity she wanted him to put his foot down he's kind of done that battered wife thing where he's you know become really quiet and submissive because he's worried about saying anything that will be inflammatory to her which is everything but that's making the situation worse because um, she doesn't respect him when he's quiet. So I think this is really, this is good. So they get a little bit more life back into their relationship. Um, the thing she said that stressed me out a little bit is when they were talking a lot about their political beliefs. Now, is she a Trumpian? I'm just putting it out there. Because... 
that I have to question everything I ever thought about her. I mean, that was a rough conversation for me. I just needed some more clarity to understand which of the two, which of the couple I need to uh, disconnect from. So that's where I stand. I do need more information, please. Speaking of confronting things that we learned this episode, um, Kelly and Kenny, look, the two that whenever they kiss, and they're always kissing, my stomach doth churn. Um, Look, first of all, I don't understand this conversation that it's too early to make sex because they're... They're engaged, yes, and people are married at first sight. Like, okay, they learn each other's names at the altar. I don't expect them to have sex. But these two are in love. And they've been in these beautiful – like, they went to Mexico. It was paradise. They're living together. That's what I don't really understand is uh, you'll make other sex, no? So I think that that's a little bit of a mistake. like test the waters why why wouldn't you um but what do I know like I said been out of uh, the dating sphere for a very long time look then she makes mention that she's essentially just afraid that her fiance (laughs) won't be able to as she would say bring her to climax (laughs) I just, why do people, whenever they talk about sex on American reality shows, they enter like old timey (laughs) slang. (laughs) They talk about coitus and cunnilingus and they use the real terms and it makes my skin grow. I mean, I'm not saying Australia's terminology is any better. Literally, episode I think two or so in Married at First Sight Australia, someone's like, oh, you want to root or have you banged your husband yet? I'm like, that's not great either. But I mean, the sex word, that's fine. Is it not? That's not. I know you can't say, you know, oh, we fucked. (laughs) I'm trying to make it sound sexy. It's so weird to talk about to yourself alone surrounded by cats oh what what have I become but yeah I mean just say you had sex please it brought me to climax by the act of coitus this is disgusting these people make me cringe so yeah her ex couldn't make a come so she's worried that he won't be able to make a come, which in turn means he probably won't because now he's got all this added anxiety about whether or not he can make a come. I mean, only one way to find out, girl. Get jumping dim bones. Somehow she's attracted to him. Look, he's a good looking guy, but he's not sexy, is he? I'm not sexually aroused. <laughs> By, by Kenny, the Kindle. Let's get this last couple going. Then I'm going to go and watch the next episode, the finale, episode nine, as they've called it. Um, and yeah, then we'll really get into some heavy shit. 
Lauren and Cam, they're still the loves of my life. We open with talking to Lauren's dad and, again, still the most intimidating man on the face of the earth. He's like, you're not going to ask for my blessing on this. And, you know, he calls it. He's like, you're a white guy. She's a black woman. Let's talk about it, which I loved and respected. I mean, if you want information on something, you got to ask, you got to ask the questions. This is what people don't seem to get in these shows that communication. I mean, it like if you watch Vanderpump Rules this week, Sandoval asking a question of Jax, asking a question doesn't mean you believe whatever you're asking about. Asking a question is just getting information. And so often people lose their dang minds over a simple question to find out where you're coming from. I don't know. My dad was a scientist. Cameron's a scientist asking questions. My dad always used to say, you just got to get the information. I don't know why he's like Southern. You got you to gotta get the information, girl. He was not. He was very, very British. <laughs> but um, anywho, the sentiment remains the same. Cameron's dad says, well, uh, sorry, Lauren's dad says, well, we all know uh, Cameron's a little too mellow for me. Yeah, that's Cam. That's the man we have fallen in love with. And so will you. I have no doubt. Is uh, he's they just balance each other. They're lovely together. I love them. I'm not going to gush as much as I usually do, but I could. I think it's nice that she's able to talk to him about her fear because it's totally normal to be scared. This is a huge leap. If I was entering into a relationship after being single for as long as I have, which I think is similar to her, I'd be freaking terrified. Probably why I haven't done it. Also, because, you know, have you met men? Ooh. Um, the straight ones. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my listenership is all female and gay guys. So I think we're safe. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, it is a scary situation. Her whole life is changing, but she's not backing down. She's talking about it. She's let her feelings be known. I mean, of course. And I think that's really, really good. It's not normal to do what Jessica and uh, Gigi are doing, which is because of your fear, hurt somebody and sabotage and be an asshat. That's not cool. So I think she's doing a very mature job. Uh, final thought on the topic. We meet Lauren's friend. I have so many names going on in my head and I, Tiffany, what is that? I don't know. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I just enjoyed when they were chatting and she's like, so what's the biggest difference between dating a Caucasian guy and a black guy? And Lauren just gently takes a bite of that little chip there oh lauren but then she does make us feel comfortable again by um proclaiming that cameron's girth is of reasonable size (laughs) and that's it for me for this half of the episode because i think you know bit loopy on that extra dose of iron um So yeah, okay, I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to watch the next ep and then I'll be right back in your ear holes. Okay, so (laughs) 
I have watched the next episode and it has come to my attention after I watched the wrong episode for about 20 minutes that I had in fact been watching the weddings. So I think, I don't know what number episode I just watched. I think I must have watched, right. So I did eight as the previous one and this is nine. I don't know what I said earlier, but um, why I was stopping to record instead of combining these two episodes was because I had watched the first 30 seconds of the wedding and it's going to be cray. So if you've seen episode nine, then you know that it ends with Damien and uh, Gigi getting married and stops with what he says, whether or not he says I do or alternative response and look shit gets cray so I'm gonna start um so I don't have that much more to add I guess is basically what I'm getting at um the wedding episode is set to be fucking wild let's start with Damien and Giannina Milady Gibelli uh considering we're already there um Look, we get more rose petals, AKA more basic bitches. Um, it's tough, but it works once again. Blah, 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 we have a helicopter ride. Okay, we're on The Bachelor now. There's lots of bacheloresque dates going on. It's very wine and cheesy and look, it's a lot, but you know what? It's the day before their wedding, so I guess it's okay. I will allow it. I'm so so bitter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know with her. She's she's a lot. Like, it's almost to the point, like, when they have the chef in the house and she's just all over Damien, kissing him, cuddling him. Oh, my God, I love you. I love our chef. I love life. I love everything. It's... I would almost think it's, like, that narcissistic trait called love bombing. Um... I don't think she knows she's doing it, but it's such a narcissistic quality to be so up and down and your moods rely entirely on the other person. And yet, you know, you expect them to be a mind reader and they don't know how to give you what you want. So it's really tough. Um, And I think he's starting to feel that. Like when I watched her flashbacks or the flashbacks of their relationship, it was really uncomfortable. And... I mean, kind of emotionally abusive when you see it all in one package like that. Um, and I don't know, like that whole roller coaster, that up and down, it's a lot. It was tough to watch. And like just his, you know, he seems like a sensitive person. And to be constantly not feeling good enough and beaten down, it was difficult for me to watch. Um, I mean, I was like, a pretty bad roller coaster in love and you know I would frame it as passionate when I got furious as well so maybe she's just young or you know she's got one of the four mental illnesses that I have been diagnosed with so you know either way um not great and I'm gonna recommend the same treatment for her (laughs) As I have with Jessica and who was it? Was it Giannina already? Have I already recommended therapy for her? All right, twice a week then we'll increase her her dose of therapy. 
Yeah, tough stuff. Um, I also think he's just a bit too placid and too much of a wet blanket for her, and she's bored, so she's starting drama. He has, on the wedding day, starting to get major cold feet, despite her very lovely gift of giving him socks. Um, He just looks fucking miserable at the altar, and it's worrying me. He genuinely looks really unhappy, but he kind of has that downturned mouth anyway, so he kind of always looks miserable, (laughs) if you ask me. (laughs) Um, he's like got that kind of sad dog look about him, which, you know, is charming in its own right. Also, did anyone else like gasp when the pastor said, or the celebrant was, uh, saying, you know, uh, presenting Giannina, Milady Gibelli and Mark, Damien Fuckknuckle, whatever his name is. His name's Mark. (laughs) What the fuck? I know they sometimes do that on reality shows, make them use their middle name in case, or like Barnett, use his last name in case if there's uh, two people with the same name. So I guess, you know, Jessica and Mark situation, maybe that's why, but that threw me through a loop. I was like, no, your name's Damien. Yeah. So we end on these two with, you know, her saying some pretty words and I, that's, I'm kind of, kind of where I'm at with her. You know, I said a few episodes ago, Everything she says sounds like poetry and I love it. I don't love it anymore. It irks on me and I don't believe a single thing she says anymore. It's kind of like she's really good at saying pretty, pretty things that mean absolutely nothing. And like she has no intention to fulfill those vows or those claims. And um, I think it's really sad. And I think Damien sort of, Mark comes to notice that as the wedding wears on. So we end with it all tied up in the air. Um, yeah. Uh, is Can you hear growling? I think that's my kitten growling at my... I have to deal with this. <laughs> Honestly, they're just munchkins. Every time I release one cat from... Uh, cat prison, cat quarantine. I have to release another one because I don't want them to be stuck in a little room for too long, but they're just not getting on, honestly. It's just trying to socialize them. I guess they need to be in some pods. You can talk to each other, but not see each other because that's when shit hits the fan. Mm, so will they or won't they? What do you think? Have you watched the finale of the weddings yet? Oh, how exciting. How exciting. All right. Who else do we have? We have Kenny and Kelly. Um, this is kind of cute, actually, this date with them sitting on the water. Again, very bacheloresque. But I would actually enjoy this date, despite my intense fear of water. Um, and romance. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the truth kind of comes out at the bachelorette party why they haven't got down and dirty. Um, she's not really attracted to him. And that's kind of how I feel. Like I can see he's good looking, like he's got a great bone structure. His face is nice, but he's not 
sexy. And if she's like, she said she went usually for dark haired guys. Maybe she's into that kind of tall, dark and handsome kind of thing. And he's, you know, pasty and blonde and nervous. (laughs) But then so is she. So I don't know. Okay. She's just not attracted to him and she's completely friend zoned him. So yeah, good luck making her come, mate. It's going to be a triumph. Loz and Cam. Um, that fucking tree house is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I want to live in one alone in the woods with nothing but a microphone, uh, to chat to you guys and no people. <laughs> I only want internet friends and oh my God, that would just be fucking bliss. Especially the rain on that roof. Can you imagine sleeping in that? Oh, heaven. I hope they just fucked the night away. (laughs) They're calling each other Cesar and Cleo. Oh my God, my little fucking heart. These two cheese balls, I don't know what the difference is. They just do it to me. They do it to me right. I mean, when I saw Barnett and Amber dancing on that beach with no music, it made me want to throw pebbles at them. But these two dancing in that gorgeous treehouse, practicing like their wedding dance steps and Cameron being so uh, left footed. It was just too cute, too cute for words. So, yeah, but the thing that concerns me about her and it's not so much that she's got cold feet or she's anxious because I actually really get that. I wish she would reassure Cam more though, because it's, I mean, if this was the, you know, normal real world, they would eventually get married, but it might be in a year or two's time. Their relationship is strong. It's solid. It's moving in the right direction. It's just that it all seems so rushed. You know, they would slowly move in together. They would get to know each other's families. It would all progress really nicely. And none of this would even be an issue, but it's because they've known each other two weeks that it seems fucking rushed and it is. So I don't know. I just, I don't understand why these people can't just have a conversation with each other and be like, I really love you. I want to be with you. Can we just keep dating? Or is that not allowed as part of the experiment? This is genuinely asking because it's not really explained to us. Do they have to give their answer at the altar because it kind of seems like that when the way the celebrant is talking when they they sort of phrase their questions I don't know I got the impression that they this was something this is part of the the contract that they have to get to the altar if they get engaged and they have to take it that like if they're gonna say no it's got to be there like that's so fucking awkward are you kidding and like on TV, Ooh. I mean, we know that there's a runaway bride coming as if you wouldn't fucking run if somebody literally ditches you at the altar. I would die a thousand deaths. I mean, in front of your family and friends alone and his, but then on TV, no, that's just no, 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 no. 
The thing that did concern me about Lauren is her, she's had two serious relationships before, both two years. Okay, that's normal, great. But they were both long distance. Now, I know America's a big place, but uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Can you classify it as a relationship if you don't, like ever see each other I maybe I'm naive to that but I've had one long distance relationship and it was such a pod experience that when we actually spent time together we were Janina and Damien and I was like well we fucking hate each other so I just don't understand how how long distance relationships can work if you haven't had an actual relationship in an in-person relationship for a long time before that, you know, if somebody gets to go overseas to work for a while, okay, get it. But yeah, man, that, that one's a toughie. I'm not sure where I stand on that. I still love these two. I still think they get married. I mean, everything I've seen in the socials so far, they still, whether or not they're married, they look together. They look happy still. So fingers crossed. Over at the girls bachelorette party, I don't know if you guys know this, but in Australia, we call them hen's nights. (laughs) We call the bachelor party is still a bachelor party. And then the girls have a hen's night. I don't know why. It's it's really weird, you guys. Um, If anyone's got the stats on that as to why we do that and we make ourselves into these clucky little hens, maybe that's it. Maybe it's because we're assumed to be clucky um, and want to make babies. So I'll stick with the kittens personally, but you know, each to their own. Anyway, the girls get a stripper, um, and they are totally fine with it. Don't ruin my puzzle. My cat. Okay. So I've gotten into puzzles of late, which is fun for me because you know, my, (laughs) Young In my younger days, I was a little bit wily, um, and now I sit around nursing 16 cats and doing puzzles of a Friday night, <sighs> but they always sit on the puzzles and ruin my entire life. Can anybody out there relate? <laughs> Anywho, I recently did a Kardashian-themed puzzle, which was amazing. Now I'm just doing a floral number. Oh, who cares? (laughs) Anyway, so the girls get a stripper. They are loving life. Kelly has his little pat on his little bum. uh, What's her name? Jessica is fucking writhing on this man because she's just ready to get her fucking rocks off after, I don't know, probably dry humping her fiance for the last three weeks. Um... And look, it's super awkward. Even the boys are just having, they're like swilling tea and uh, being very dapper and very low key at this like lovely little soiree. It's such a strange kind of contrast, but I enjoy it. Then the gals head to a drag bar and um, Jessica gets called out by a drag queen for slurring her words. Lauren calls her Messica, which is, I mean, I'm pretty sure she got that off me because I'm a word fucking smith. Let me tell you from experience. 
if you are getting <laughs> if you're getting told off by a drag queen um if you're getting called out for being messy by a drag queen it's time to calm down because they are a lot i saw a drag queen a month i saw a drag drag event a month ago and one of them came out stark naked full bush dancing and writhing around if that person had told me this was not a strip show this was a drag event i think she was singing along to i want to say share feels a little bit on the nose but i'm pretty sure is accurate now if that person was to look at me in that crowd and say girl you're slurring your words i would have died a thousand deaths of embarrassment (laughs) i would have taken my sorry ass home because it was meant to be in bed half an hour ago jessica decides not to follow the lovely lady's advice and instead sidles on up to her bff amberino this is not on a great idea um i would i would imagine <sighs> wow 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 they spend about five minutes calling each other boo 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 oh my bill oh my god which is so passive aggressive and terrifying i have never been so scared for my life watching a scene as i was watching these two women talk about how in love jessica is with amber's fiance um without ever actually saying it Mm, jessica jessica messica you were so perfect like she's lost even control of of the volume of her voice (laughs) she kind of just screams out certain words and chills on others and it's a very it's a very strange uh dynamically my singing teacher wouldn't be impressed but you know what something it could be a new alternative mode um i i had to watch this a couple times because i was just so uncomfortable i was stopping and starting it and eventually i could get through the whole scene and when Amber takes Jessica's head in her hands and says, I would destroy your life. (laughs) I'm a hostile person. I really felt that, you guys. I fear for Jessica if she puts a toe wrong. Because there is not a doubt in my mind that Amber has bodies in that basement. Not a shadow of a doubt. Jessica, of course, pulls the valley girl. Oh, baby, of course. Oh, you're so convincing, Jess. Jess is shaking in her goddamn boots. I will have you know, if she wasn't drunk, she wouldn't have the nerve to even have started this conversation, which is probably why she got so shit-faced, because she's just so uncomfortable around Amber. She wants to appear okay, and in doing so, she appears so very, very not okay. Then Jessica grabs... Look, this is the pinnacle of the episode as far as I'm concerned. 
grabs your girl Amber's face, smacks a kiss on her. Amber does that face we all know all too well where she's just grinning through gritted teeth, smiling, even though everything in her body just wants to grab a knife from over the bar and stab Jessica with it, then squeeze some lime into it, into her wounds and watch her squeal on the floor like a little pig. Um, but she smiles. It is the most terrifying smile I've ever seen in my entire life, bar that of the Joker, but she smiles. I, I honestly, I don't know what to say. I just felt it. I felt all of that at a very visceral level. And at that, I really think I need to stop. Because it's just so uncomfortable. I guess the only other thing I would say is the moment Jessica's, Jessica's friends ask her, are you having good sex? And Jess is like, yes. Because she's so embarrassed. And at that, I will leave you. We'll do the wedding episode next. I'll do that as a whole. And then I'll try and track down the YouTube reunion um, and we'll see what we can do there. So I'm not sure when that will be released or if it's already released, but I'm sure, you know, all these people on the socials, I'm sure Janina will let me know. Thank you so much for listening. It's been really fun covering this shit show with you. My name's Kirsty. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps me out. Follow me on Insta at Reality TV and Me. I'm Reality TV and Me on Facebook. My Twitter handle is She's Pernicious, and my personal uh, Insta is She's Pernicious as well. All of that will be in the show notes, and it's on my website, kirstenmore.com.au, as well, if you're interested. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye.